0: Epic Games, and we're gonna be chatting Apple. Uh, epic Games is, uh, I'm not talking about like Epic Video Games, I'm talking about the company Epic Games. They are the creators behind Fortnite, which is, uh, if you're not familiar, an incredibly popular Battle Royale game. Battle Royale again being uh, basically an online game where somewhere around, I don't know, 60 maybe plus people join a server. And they, uh, you know, they fight, and you know, you try to shoot each other, and then it's a last man standing kind of thing. So you want to be the last one to uh, make it out the other side, and that's how you win. It's sort of a free for all activity. Uh, and Fortnite is incredibly popular. It it became one of the most popular, if not. If not like just the most popular battle royale game at its peak, right now it has some stiff competition because other people are sort of picking up on the success of the business model uh, and of the the video game style. But uh, it, it can't be understated how much of an impact Fortnite has really had on on gaming and on streaming and on propelling. Um, different individuals into stardom and uh, monetary uh, success through things like streaming and Twitch partnerships and stuff. So it's been a big game. I encourage y'all to go check it out a little more if you're unfamiliar with the impacts of Fortnite. Maybe, Maybe I'll do a deeper dive story on that one day. But right now we're dealing with a back and forth over payment structure between Epic Games, the creators behind Fortnite, and Apple, the one and only Apple, you know, the Apple. And it's revealing some of the interesting ways that Epic Games is trying to brand themselves in this fight, and how we should or shouldn't be emotionally investing ourselves in these public corporate squabbles. So I wanted to just highlight the squabbles, and then we'll give our thoughts. So it started here. Epic Games is permanently discounting V Bucks, which is their uh, in game currency, as well as their real money offers in Fortnite by up to 20%. So, you know, that's exciting for players. However, mobile players, or people playing on their phones, will need to dodge platform fees in order to take advantage of the discount. So PC and console players, uh, you know, if you're playing on, on PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, uh, will now receive up to 20% discount as standard when um, you know, making an in-game purchase or uh, paying real money for, you know, like a new character skin or a new weapon or something, right? Mobile players, though, will only receive the same diff. Excuse me, the same discount if they use Epic's preferred direct payment method. And what this does is it means downloading the game on mobile, but skirting platform fees from Google and Apple's app stores, which they're very strict about. Uh, an Epic Games blog post detailed uh, the following quote. quote Currently, when using Apple and Google payment options, Apple and Google collect a 30% fee, and the up to 20% price drop does not apply. If Google or Apple lower their fees on payments in the future, Epic will pass along the savings to you. Uh, Epic founder Tim Sweeney said this of the move, quote, This is a critical consideration in these 30% store fees. They come off the top before funding any developer costs. As a result, Apple and Google make more profit from most developers' games than the developers themselves. That is terribly unfair and exploitative. It pains me to complain about Apple in this way. Apple is one of the greatest companies that has ever existed. Perhaps the greatest. But they're fundamentally wrong in blocking competition and choice on devices they make. And that holds up entire fields of technological progress. End quote. And he tweeted that out. So you can go give that a fave if you agree. Uh, Apple then retaliated to this move by pulling Fortnite from the App Store, claiming that the update and the mobile discount rules violated their App Store guidelines by trying to skirt their payment fees. Then Epic Games immediately responded with a completely pre-produced video in the style of Apple's famous 1984 commercial, which if you haven't seen... Um, It's one of the most famous commercials of all time, so give it a look. And it parodies the look and feel of the commercial, though this time the uh, brainwashed uh, people are Fortnite players. And the heroic savior of the day is a people-powered rebel that is uh, uh, a character from Fortnite, or at least just like a a in-the-style-of-Fortnite individual. Uh, and then the person on the screen, the evil big brother, is a little Apple with, like, Matrix-style glasses to obviously insinuate Apple is the big evil brother at this point. The ad then displays this message at the very end. Quote, Epic Games has defied the App Store monopoly. In retaliation, Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. Then it says, Hashtag, Free Fortnite. <laughs> end quote. Uh so Epic when pushing back uh on, on Apple uh and uh suing them for you know what is happening here. Uh or actually let's just double check that it's not Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, Epic Games is suing Apple. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. So, in that pushback, in the litigation, Epic is being very straightforward about not wanting money from this whole conversation. This is how they're framing it. Quote, Epic is not seeking monetary compensation from this court for the injuries it has suffered, nor is Epic seeking favorable treatment for itself, a single company. Instead, Epic is seeking injunctive relief to allow fair competition in these two key markets that directly affect hundreds of millions of consumers and tens of thousands, if not more, of third-party app developers, end quote. So there's the context for the whole situation. We've got skirting of payment fees. We've got a critique of Apple's uh, app store fees and uh, guidelines. We've got uh, a removal of of Fortnite because of the skirting of those fees. Then we've got a retaliated campaign from Epic Games to uh, create a fan backlash against Apple. And uh, they're suing Apple as well, saying that this is all in the name of uh, freeing consumers and developers from the evil reign of Apple's uh, App Store fees, which can run up to about 30%. So, Tyler, if you had to just give a right off the top assessment here. Do you think Apple is in the right here? Do you think Epic is in the right here? Neither, both, <laughs> why? I've got my own thoughts and a little more context I want to give, but I just want to see what you think after laying this all out.
1: This is a tough one. This is one where I feel like um, the the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, right? Because Apple has created this platform that has given um, plenty of apps and developers um, you know, a way to reach a mass audience that they wouldn't have otherwise reached, right? And so on some level, Apple, by creating this, gets to set some of the rules. But on the other hand, you can't do it to such an extent that it uh, makes it more difficult for people to then create apps and games and, and things like that and and reach that, um, that base that you've created. And so I, I think that there's probably a little bit of... Um, what's, what's the saying? Six of one, half a dozen, the other, you know, like uh, on some level, they both have a point and on some level they're both wrong. Um, and and I realize that that's, that tries to straddle an issue, but it's not like this is a battle between, you know, uh, you know, a, a giant in Apple and then this, this, um, I don't know this this underdog in Epic Games, right? Uh, Fortnite's made a ton of money, right? And so it, it's not as though Epic Games is. Um, and, and I get that they they say they're not they're not seeking um, they're not seeking monetary compensation for this. They're really trying to fight for I think the developer um, community as a whole. But again, it's not it, this is not um, some underdog little company here, you know, rising up to take on the the powers that be in Apple, right? Epic is a, you know,
0: a fairly large entity, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think think you're right. I think this is one of those situations where you have two corporate entities that are duking it out, and both of them are making a logical point. But I think the real takeaways lie in the power dynamics of, like, what is actually happening here. Uh, I think it's important to, when we see something like Epic Games release a Fortnite ad where Fortnite is the lowly underdog against evil Apple, like, maybe in the grand scheme of things, yeah, Epic Games is not as large as Apple, and they don't have the history of Apple, nor the uh, worldwide influence uh, uh, that Apple has, or the market dominance. However... Epic is not an underdog here. They're not like, you know, an indie game developer. They are a multi-billion dollar organization. They have one of the most successful Battle Royale games of all time. And they have corporate interests of their own, obviously. They are a company motivated by the same sort of drivers that Apple would be motivated to um, have a 30% app store fee in the first place, right? It's not like Epic Games is uniquely positioned here to being some egalitarian Uh, organization. It's just, I think it's naive to think that, even if some of their arguments do make sense. I think it's also important to highlight that 40% of Epic Games is owned by Tencent, which is the megacorporation facing a ban of its biggest app, WeChat, here in the United States. So if you wanted to add another layer to this, you could also interpret it as a multinational corporate battle that's punching back at the U.S. for its ban threats now sort of uh, going after one of the U.S.'s uh, major corporate entities and, you know, I don't know, lashing out at least. Maybe it's not super strategic, but I feel like that uh, mm-hmm. that context is important. Or more simply, it could just be that Epic Games wants to further cement itself as a major player in the game development and um, gaming industry, and then set the rules alongside Apple. Like, I think the point here is Epic Games doesn't want to be at the whim of Apple, but I don't know that they really have a deep critique of what Apple is doing. Like, if they were in Apple's position, I am not get being given any indication that they wouldn't do the same. Um... And I have a feeling that really what they'd like to do is sort of reach another echelon as a, a business and an, a, a a corporation and an entity that sort of sits on the same playing field as Apple, rather than is uh, subject to Apple's App Store whims. Does any of that resonate with you? <sighs> oh, this is this is a world that I'm not
1: especially well versed in, right? And and so sure. I I think that. I think that Epic Games would like to be able to to be more involved in setting the agenda for things like this, as opposed to just simply accepting the rules as they are and and moving on, right? And, and so I think I think it's the the last option that you mentioned that Epic Games just wants to cement itself as a major player um, and kind of be the leader in in setting what works best for them, you know. And I, I don't want to assign. Um, I don't want to assign negative intentions, but I, I don't, I don't think it's as egalitarian as maybe they are making it out to be. That like, oh, we're working for all developers. In the end, this benefits them, and I, I think it's probably important to not forget that.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, I, I think the takeaways here are, at least personally, uh, that. Epic Games does have a point that 30% fees off the top of um, any of your app store sales is predatory to some degree. Um, That is a huge chunk. I mean, imagine getting a 30% shave off of your paycheck because you got it direct deposited into, like, your bank, right? Or something. Or, like, your platform for processing your... Your paycheck says, hey, because we uh, have to do the labor of processing your paycheck, we're going to take 30% of your paycheck. It's like, oh, god damn. No, thank you. Um, I do agree that that long term really is a monopoly style practice from Apple where they get to set the tone for an app store and the payment fees that come off the app store. Uh, and even though... You know, they argue that, oh, we're doing a service by giving you the opportunity to reach all these people on our platform. At the end of the day, no, like, they just command the platform, and therefore, uh, because there isn't a structure to push back against that, they're able to set the prices, they're able to uh, set the power dynamics here between them and the developers, and, uh, you know, Epic Games pushing against that might have a domino effect of you know, relinquishing other people, other game developers, smaller game developers, from that 30% fee. So in that sense, yes, there could be sort of a a, a positive takeaway from this squabble that on the surface looks kind of goofy. But I think it's important to remember that even if it is a positive, even if we do get... Uh, a more equitable game development landscape because of night uh, uh I almost said 1984. <laughs> I the the title of the uh, video here is 1984 Fortnite and I was like, oh that's kind of funny. Um and so my brain went there instead. Anyways, if uh you know, even if it is a positive for game developers uh using Apple's platform to, you know, let's say this turns into a reduction in that fee. We need to be critical of what motivated it in the first place. Do we really want multi-billion dollar corporations being the ones that decide when and where things change and sort of deciding on behalf of the consumer what's going to be better for the consumer, right? Shouldn't there be a little more input, leverage, conversation from the smaller game developers, from the consumers, if this is something that, uh, you know, so broadly affects millions of consumers and tens of thousands of developers you would hope that there would be more input and more pressure from those people that uh, feel these pains more directly like epic games is just looking to increase their top-line profits at this point at least that's my interpretation of something like this Uh, this is not like a crusade for the people or a crusade for indie game developers this is a crusade for Fortnite and for epic games right so, you know, that, uh, that is a motivating factor that we should not ignore because, like, the consequences might be positive or something. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, I think we can have a valid critique of Apple while at the same time having a valid critique of, like, not putting all our eggs in Epic Games' basket – to change this dynamic um, because Epic Games' interest in changing the dynamic is not the same as our interests in changing the dynamic or game developers, indie game developers' interests in changing the dynamic. Um, So, yeah, that's my takeaway. And then the other layer here that I think is just kind of icky is uh, the whole, like, mobilize the army of fans against Apple and, you know, who are the fans here? The people that are actually going to, like, take any of their emotional energy from this uh are the children that play the game i mean there's a huge population of just like kids that play this and when they see this uh you know i i don't know if they're gonna have the context to uh know this is a parody in the first place right uh or be like understand their place in the broader discussion when they say free Fortnite, and they see you know oh Fortnite is the big champion of the people like hey this is something i play all the time like i like Fortnite, and they're telling me to do this so yeah i'm gonna waste time i mean okay for them it wouldn't feel like wasting time but you know what i'm saying i'm gonna spend energy and time to now push back against apple and it reminds me a lot of like when spider-man was not going to be in the MCU moving forward because Sony and Disney were duking it out and then, like, fans took to Twitter and Instagram and petitions and all this thing. Bring Spider-Man back! Like, they basically weaponized fans to do the work of these two multi-billion dollar corporations uh, and I am just not a big fan of that dynamic because, I, you know, I, I think it just sort of takes advantage of the consumer Uh, And the fan to do the dirty work of the corporations when, you know, to some degree you would expect they would do it themselves. And uh, involving the fans, especially when it's something like Fortnite that has a lot of underage children as fans, just, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Yeah, and... It's interesting the
1: end of the uh, the end of the ad, uh, which I encourage everyone to to watch just to inform themselves about what we're talking about. Um, the end of the ad says you know a billion devices, um, specifically in the context of Fortnite, right, and there are not a billion people playing fortnite. Um, there are a lot, but to say that there are a billion um that it's being blocked on a billion devices and that sort of thing. Sure. There are a billion Apple devices, but I, I don't think that that frames the argument correctly. Fortnite, I believe the last like count suggested like 78.3 million, uh, players play per month. But again, that's okay. not, that's not a billion, right? A seventh of the, uh, of the world's population is not playing Fortnite. And so I think, I don't know. I I think some some intellectual honesty about what the argument is and what's actually occurring is important in these types of conversations.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's like even if functionally it's blocked on a billion devices, like, you know, most of those billion people do not give any, uh, you know... Any kind of a rip about... Yes, exactly. About Fortnite. Fortnite. Right, (laughs) exactly. Yeah,
1: like I, I... Am I being blocked from playing Fortnite on my Apple device at this moment in time? Yes. But am I actually being blocked from playing Fortnite? I I am not. Right.
0: Personally, I am not. Because you don't care about Fortnite. Exactly. I do not. Yeah. So at the end of the day, this is a really bizarre public discourse that we're seeing between these two corporations. And I'm not sure what the uh, result is going to be. But regardless, I think the takeaways should be um, more around like asking yourself the question of how should we get involved or not get involved in these discussions and how can we form critiques that um, are reasonable and grounded and like understand maybe some of the layers of what these corporations are talking about that yeah could be seen as positives or could affect us individually but what is the cost of allowing these mega corporations to be the ones that set the tone of the discussion i think that is the last note we need to end uh, end the story on Mm -hmm. this was a snippet from business casual with daniel litwin and tyler kern your b2b morning radio show Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.